Well, what's up, everyone? You are now listening to the podcast Life with Lex, hosted by yours truly, Alexis M. Lott, also known in the online creative space as Alexis M. Creative. Listen, on today's episode, I am talking all about how to snatch back your identity from pain. But before we get into all of that, I want to tell you a little bit about myself and my story. So in 2010, I decided to give my life to Christ after the year before being miraculously stopped from a suicide attempt by a phone call from my grandmother. And from there, you know, I decided that God was real. And of course, I had always known, but I decided at that point to submit. And then I went through the next 11 years of my life on a healing process from trauma and now my purpose in life is to help lead women into their purpose and out of trauma over at www.thecherishedwoman.com and then my other thing that I love to do how I pay the bills every month and so forth is I am a brand strategist for authors faith leaders and coaches and so you can find me over at alexismlot.com for more information there. And it's my job to help the everyday solo business owner connect well with their audience online. But listen, I'm excited about this uh, new episode coming up. And I want to let you know that um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, her book, Woman Evolve, completely inspired me and to get back onto my horse and she made my baby leap. And so I am proud of myself because this is episode two of me starting over again but not stopping this time. And I also want to mention to you that this show is sponsored by none other than my product, my new ebook. Um, it all starts with the day and it's over at the and you can pay as little as a dollar for it. And what you'll be able to do is be able to read that book and give you some practical tips on how to reframe your days and your moments from depression. Um, I remember growing up in church and, you know, hearing so many people talk about how, you know, God brought them through and how God made it, how they made it over. And that was cute. And those testimony services were wonderful. But my biggest question was, can somebody please help me with the everyday practical tips on how to win my mind back from this dark place? And so God gave me an answer after 11 years. And I have a lot of those nuggets compiled in that ebook. So you can go run over there and go grab it at thecherishwoman.com. And I, we have another sponsorship. I told y'all God was going to start bringing stuff. But guess what? It's also by me. So here we are. Um, you can also look on thecherishwoman.com on the homepage. And I have an event, a three-day event coming up called Teach Me How to Pray. And I will talk more about that at the end of the show. It's going to be September 28th, 29th, and 30th. But without further ado, here is this podcast episode all about not allowing pain to shape your identity. On today's episode of Life with Lex, my power statement this week is just simply this. You are more than what has happened to you. Stop forming an identity around your pain. All right. I'm going to repeat that. I'm going to let that marinate sizzling your spirit a little bit. You are more than what has happened to you. Stop forming an identity around your pain. All right. And so I'm going to tell you where I got this from and everything. Um, 
I was reading uh, Woman Evolved by Sarah Jakes Roberts. I'm in the summer book club. And when I tell you, Sarah says something in chapter eight, like the whole book is just oozing with anointing. But in chapter number eight, Sarah like gathered my edges and snatched my life. And I want y'all to know this. If Sarah Jakes Roberts ever in the history of everdom listen to this podcast episode or you know in, because in my mind we're sisters you know not like uh you know long story short like I was listening to women evolve and it's like listening to like your big sister just minister to you and chapter number eight child listen oh my god um I'm on audible because I'm constantly working and so I it has been a very long time since I've held a physical book in my hand but I'm a big advocate of reading I'm a reader but I'm listening to the God goals chapter number eight and there was a statement that she said that Holy Spirit had been kind of like telling me this and I recognized in my life I have passed this test finally like finally but listen like the statement there is more to you than what you have been through stop forming an identity around your pain now listen I um in this podcast episode I can't even remember what Sarah said that like jarred me but she made my baby leap and I had to get on my podcast and start talking to you because I'm sitting up here like recognizing my god like I still can't even get into the meat of what I want to say because it's just sitting on me so heavy we really do I believe fall for the greatest um, trick of the enemy is that when we go through hard seasons, imagine your life like a book um, and imagine that, you know, the totality, to the totality, come on word, there we go, of your life is in this book from chapter number one. And let's say you die at 95, chapter number 95. And But chapter 17, chapter 21, chapter 30, chapter 25, there are some extremely painful parts of your story. Now, let's say you decided, because I'm in chapter number 25, excuse me, I'm in chapter 25, and I'm going to go and I'm going to change the title of this book because of what happened to me in 25. And because of what happened to me at 30, I'm going to go again and change the whole title of the whole book, the totality of the experience, because of what happened to me in these painful chapters. But listen, this is what I feel Holy Spirit is is like really stirring as it is my job to help women and men heal from trauma and walk in their purpose. We end up worshiping where things went wrong. And we form an identity of ourselves. Oh, I got to say that again. We end up worshiping where things went wrong. And we form an identity and a conclusion about ourselves based on what has happened. And do you know what that is called? That's called judgment. Judgment, a lot of people don't know what judgment is. Um, I hear, you know, the saying in our culture all the time, don't judge me, only God can judge me. That is a very true statement. Uh, But what is judgment? Judgment is simply this. I come to a conclusion about who this person is and who they are not based on where they are right now. 
So that means that you have ultimate divine power to see a person's end from their beginning based on what it is that you are currently viewing. I feel the anointing. And so what happens is a judgment comes and we issue and say, you are a liar because you lied. You are a cheater because you cheated. Because this season in your life is so difficult, this is your trauma. So she's an adulterer. Um, you know, she had sex outside of marriage. She had a kid before she was got married, all these type of things. And we come to a conclusion of who we are. And then those conclusions about who we are as a people become what's called self-fulfilling prophecies. So you pronounce over yourself everything that your the rest of your life is supposed to be because of where you parked and landed in this one season. And so today on this podcast, what I want to challenge you to to believe and to ask yourself is have I formed an identity around my most painful places? And if you are, I'm going to give you some tools to recognize if you have done that. Because what happens to us is I don't believe sometimes we are aware. Awareness is key of the fact that we have fallen into self-fulfilling prophecies. So number, number one, if you take your notes, number one way, you know, I would say like the top five or six ways as this is flowing from me, you know that you formed an identity around your pain. Well, one of the first things is, is that you set yourself up to expect things to go wrong. When painful seasons have happened in your life, and you find yourself about to enter back into something familiar, your natural expectation is this is not going to work out. That's the number, that's one of the biggest ways that you know an identity has been formed around your pain is that your expectation is something is not going to happen. So I have a very like heartfelt example of this. Um, It's pretty deep. And I don't know if everyone is, is necessarily ready to hear this story, but I pray that you understand where I'm going with this. Well, let's, let, let me use some examples. Let me not use real people. So let's, let's use some fictional characters, okay? So let's say that, and, I, and it's not gonna be, I'm gonna get straight to the jugular. So let's say that um, your identity in relationships is I'm always the person um, who apologizes first, right? And for whatever reason, you become the person who acknowledges pain, apologizes first. And then the conclusion that you come to is, why do I always have to be the bigger person? And so you get exhausted at the fact that you are the person who is most easily convicted, always trying to make things right, always trying to build a bridge. You are the person that's always trying to help things change. Well, that is a conclusion that you have come to about who you are as a person based on the, the route that pain has taken you. So you say, well, in in situations and in relationships, I'm always the bigger person. But what if in this season, God brings somebody in your life who says, hey, I recognize that something I may have said or done may have hurt you. And I want to apologize to you for that. And now all of a sudden, somebody new and somebody different comes. It could be a friendship. It could be a relationship. It could be a boss. It could be an employer. And all of a sudden, something fresh and something new has happened. And you reject it and self-sabotage it because in your mind, you are supposed to be the person that does this thing. You don't know how to receive. 
And so what happens to us is because we've been in so many painful places, we've come to the conclusion about who it is that we say that we are. And then we repeat that role over and over and over again. And we don't give ourselves permission to, to be or to expect something different or to have something different happen to us. And so unfortunately what happens is we get hamstring in cycles, number two, so number one, our expectations get set around what we believe we should receive. Number two, we get trapped in a cycle because of what we believe should or should not be happening based on our identity. And so this is the job of the enemy in your life. Satan is literally called the accuser of the brethren. So here's what he does. He watches and studies your behavior. Satan cannot predict your future. He can only study your behavior. So that is why when you go through painful seasons and you see people in certain type of lights or in certain type of, mm, I won't say certain type of lights, but you see people in roles. We all see people in roles. And so what we do is, is that in order to protect ourselves from pain, we gather conclusions about who people are in order to protect them, in order to protect ourselves from being hurt by, by what we think they should do. And then you end up with trust issues and you end up with not being able to move forward. And so what the accuser of the brethren does is that he goes before God and he only points out about you the mistakes you've made, the issues that you've carried, the places where you've been wounded, the things that you have messed up and done, the places where you need repentance. And you may need to need some conviction too. the good, the bad, the ugly. That's the only the only parts of you he brings before God is the negative things. But what love does is love has the power to see what is wrong about you in truth, but what is also right about you. And so you have got to ask yourself, have I adopted God's mindset towards me that says, while I see what's wrong about me and this situation, I also see what's right about me and this situation. And I refuse to have a conclusion, an edict, a verdict pronounced over who I am simply because of this painful place that I am in. The prayer of Jabez is such a powerful, powerful, you know what? I'm gonna let you marinate on it. Let me, let me not shift yet. I'm gonna let you marinate on it a little bit. Do you have God's power working in your life to give you the ability to say, while I see what's wrong here, I also see what's right here. Let me pause and let you marinate, let it, let it simmer down in your spirit. Because the trap of an identity, the trap of forming an identity around something painful is that when it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, we never get out of the cycle. So if you say, let's say you want to change your eating habits, but you are constantly pronouncing over yourself these words, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm hungry all the time, I have a big appetite, I'm, 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 I, don't do, I don't do well with food, okay? But if you're constantly pronouncing that over yourself, you have formed an identity around a painful area in your life, okay? And what naturally happens is that you keep up the habits that make you a person who has a self-control issue with food because you've pronounced over yourself who you have always been. You're not declaring anything new. So because of that, your portion sizes are gonna always be too big. You're not gonna work out. 
you're going to fall into a self-fulfilling prophecy of who it is you say that you are because of a painful place that shame has your identity in a stronghold. So you have now the power to say, this is not the totality of who I am. There's so much more to me. Number, number one, there's so much more to me than my eating habits. And I don't have to form a conclusion about my full self because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, number one. Number two, there's so much more to me than just this area in my life. And when God, the father looks at me, he does not just see what's wrong about me and the areas that I need to clean up and get better. He also sees what's right about me. And because he's able to see that, I am now going to do the brave thing and adopt his mindset towards me and see the good things about me and the bad things about me. And I'm going to put a plan in place to make sure that the things about me that could lead to health issues down the line, because what we're not going to do is be dishonest. So what could lead to health issues down the line or even right now, I'm going to see what's right about me. And I'm going to look at that skill set. I'm going to look at the tools that I have developed in life. I'm going to look at the things that I do well. I'm going to look at my skills, my talents, the goodness in me. And I'm going to ask myself a hard question, but a good question. How can the good things about me help me heal the things in me that need some work? Because I am not the totality of everything bad about me. marinate in your let it let it marinate in your spirit let it marinate in your spirit so if you are just now joining me on this podcast episode i am alexis m lot also known alone as alexis m creative and my purpose in life is to help lead people out of trauma and into their purpose and y'all we have got to get this part of identity formation correct because let me let me share something with you that I was kind of hinting at earlier and I was trying to figure out how I was going to approach this subject, but I feel Holy Spirit has given me the, the, the goods now. I um, personally have an issue with um, how the church has approached the homosexual subject and, and i.e. persons and community. The reason why I have an issue with it is because we have allowed how a person decides to see themselves to be the totality of everything that we see about them. So let's get deep for a second. Let's just say that you, you, you believe that after a series of behaviors in your life of same-sex attraction, the new label that you're not slapping your, on yourself is I'm gay. Okay. But how is it that your sexual identity now has to become everything that we see about you? Isn't there more to you than just that? And has the church and the homosexual community both fallen for the lie of the enemy that says, this is all this person is, is their sexual identity. So the homosexual community says, I'm gay and y'all need to accept me this way. And the church says, oh my God, they're gay. We don't want to accept them this way. We, 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 want, we want them to change. But, but here's, here's what the point that I'm trying to make is that we have both fallen for the trick that says, when I see you, all I see is your struggle with this place in your life. But there's so much more to you than that. You are a vast, complex 
human being. And I want to get to know you and your story and who you are beyond what has happened to you and beyond the identity that you have formed based on what's happened to you. You don't have to come to such hard conclusions about who you are as a person just because you've had a painful season in your life. I know so many people right now, and I am one of them, who have been molested and or sexually taken advantage of or have had different seasons in their life where they have questioned everything about them. And what we're doing, the church has this search for purpose and everybody's trying to find their purpose and why am I here and what am I supposed to be doing? And the hard part about it is, is everyone is looking for a, a statement. Like on Instagram, it asks you to put together a sentence so that you can tell people who you are. But have you ever looked at that little 160 characters or less and say the totality of who I am and what I'm able to do because of my God-given brilliance cannot be just captured on 160 characters or less. There is more to me. There is depth to me. There is love to me. There is life to me. And I wish somebody would get to know me beyond what it is that I could put inside of an Instagram or Facebook profile. There's so much more to me than that. And so what we do is church people have to repent because what we have done is told people, you can't come here and you're not one of us because of what you're showing us in your sexual self. That's stupid. There is so, that is literally like the dumbest reason why a person should not be accepted into, first of all, a place where they can hear the gospel and they be changed, which is why I believe that God uses stuff like this, like podcasts and books and all kinds of other stuff to get people to understand what the word of God is intended to do. The word of God is a seed. And so what we are looking for is for people to walk through a sanctification process that shows us that they're changed in order for them to be socially acceptable. That's wrong. <laughs> like I have such an issue with that because all of us are having to be washed and watered by the word daily. And we have set up an opportunity in the church for people to reject the gospel because they don't know what the gospel is. Repentance and change doesn't have to come. Absolutely. But how is a person even going to hear the word and be changed if the only thing we see about them is what's wrong with them and we never invite them into our houses and into restaurants and into conversations and into everyday life where discipleship and love and sanctification can actually happen? We have done a poor job of this church because I don't think we have adequately known how to love ourselves. We have formed an identity around who we are as a church person and God is like, there's still more to you even than that. <laughs> so I want everyone, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, no matter if you believe Jesus Christ was born of God, raised from the dead, quickened, given life, died for our sins, gave us the Holy Spirit and infilled us with the part of God that we were always supposed to have to begin with, whether you believe that or whether you don't, the point is, is that I want you to do yourself a favor and examine have I allowed the most painful places in my life to become the conclusion that I make about myself? And if you are a person who's struggling in sexual identity, this wasn't even the point of this podcast, but this is just a, a problem area where this is so highlighted because my, my molestation issues in the past, when they bore fruit, they bore fruit as hypersexuality with same-sex with not with same-sex attraction, but with, you know, opposite sex. And it's still all wrong. But the point is, is that when someone introduced to me Jesus, 
what they showed me was all the areas where I was a sinner and I was unworthy of God. Not the rest of the statement that says, but because Christ died, he has made you worthy. And now let's walk together to learn who you are, Alexis, because you are so much more than what has happened to you. That's the gospel. That's the truth that people are looking for. And what we have to do is pull off the shackles and the bondage of being scared and homophobic or, you know, number one, homophobic, but number two, a lot of people are even scared of people's stories when, when we think that the story is righteous because the person who is living wrong is still living wrong. So if I was the girl who was sleeping with guys on Saturday night, but still popping up at church on Sunday morning, I'm still just as wrong as the person who's, who's struggling with same-sex attraction. So the problem in the issue is, is that if this person has bondage in an area, we have made their bondage all that they are. How can I get to know you and love you beyond that? And when I found a, a person, one person, my college and career pastor, who had the courage to love me and see me beyond all the stuff that was wrong and crazy about me, I found a place of acceptance in the church, but it did not come from the majority. It came from one person choosing to dig in and see what was right about me because he understood my story because he had a similar background. So I want to tell you something that while this message is to the everyday person, this message was also to the church. Y'all, we got to get this right because we have people who want to be known beyond what they're suffering with. And I have a question to ask you. Don't you want that too? But you have to first now give yourself permission to say, let's explore everything that's right about me. And let me stop keeping a laundry list of all the things that's wrong about me. And if I know I need to submit things, th these things to God, now I can come to him freely and boldly confessing my sin. But I could come to him knowing that he is going to speak back to me from a position of love and not a position of shame and hatred because that's not who God is so I want to pray for you before we leave um we've hit 30 minutes on our podcast episode today and I want to make sure that you know that there is more to you than what you've been through it's just a simple statement that you have to declare and make over yourself what happened to me in chapter 17 and chapter 20 did not have to become the conclusion of the rest of my life. You cannot give pain that much power. I'm going to say it again. You cannot give pain that much power. And I was so guilty of that. So I'm going to pray for you this morning because I understand where you are and I understand what it's like to, to have to fight through alone that battle. But the whole point of what the bride of Christ was supposed to be was the companion that says, I'm going to stand beside you and I'm going to fight with you through this because I know that there's more to you than just what you went through in this painful chapter. Brokenness does have a way of pushing us to the cross. But if we don't understand that God is a healer of both the emotions and the mind and the body, and that he wants to see us well, we will reject his healing because what we hear sounds like, well, they don't want me. No, what God wants is for us to live a life free from sin, 
So that's why he took away the penalty of sin, but the presence of sin is still here. And so we have to get to the place though, where we help each other fight and walk through life to understand and to unlock all the other beautiful things that there are about you up underneath all that. Because God wants both parts, both the painful and the pretty. And you can't just present the pretty and think that's all that God sees. And you can't just present the painful and think that's all that God sees. And thusly, you come off in the rest of the world. And the person that you show all of us is the painful part of you. Because that's the only part that you see. You're both things. Both things can be true about you at the same time. I have gone through some painful things. So this is not a gaslighting message. It's a message that says, I acknowledge that I have been through some painful places, but the painful places did not become who I chose to be. So Father, I thank you for the listener on the other end of the screen. Lord, I thank you that the message of my heart and intention sunk in deep to let this person know and understand that it's not a rejection of a gospel message that says we need to be sanctified, be cleansed, to be more like Christ. But God, how can we even get a springboard to know you if all that we think about you is what you see in us that's wrong? Lord, I thank you that when you decided to die for humanity and, you know, Jesus, you could have decided to come as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, but you didn't because God the Father saw what was right about humanity And he kept us here. And he also saw all the things that were wrong and all the sin that easily entangled and all the stuff that was messed up about us. And he still chose to keep us alive, keep us vibrant. And he knows that we will all have painful lives, but there's good things about us and there's bad things, but we have to choose to see what you see, to love that person, the whole person. And so God, I thank you for the gifts inside of this person, for the talents in them, for the things in good seasons that they'll be able to see. Lord, I thank you that the enemy does not stronghold them in a place that says you can't celebrate good things because they don't last forever because pain is always on the horizon. I thank you, God, that you are allowing them to know that you're unshackling them from pain so that they can stop anticipating and expecting it and allowing themselves to walk in a self-fulfilling prophecy, knowing that they are a powerful human being. And every single thing that they choose to say about themselves and about their life is what is going to bear seed and come to pass. So Lord, I thank you that this person has the ability to see what's good about them and what's wrong, and that they know that the the banner over them is love and that they are who they are. God, you pronounce, when you pronounced yourself to Moses, you said, I am what I am. But the correct conclusion of that word says, I will be what I will be. So Lord, I thank you that at every season that we are allowed to just be who we are in your grace and in your healing and up under your name, God. But I thank you that we know that if you have areas in our life where we know that need to be submitted to you, that need to be cleansed, that need to be changed, that we can do that because you are a father who was changing us into the image of who you are and allowing us to be who we are in you. So Lord, I thank you for wholeness. That's the word. I thank you for bringing wholeness to this listener. And Lord, I thank you for bringing wholeness to my friend, allowing them to see and to understand that they are who you say that they are and that they are not everything that has happened to them. 
We ask you and we ask you to continue to show them that they are already blessed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So listen, if you love this podcast, go ahead and do me a favor, um, share it on your socials. I am on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook as Alexis M. Creative. Tag me in it and let me see where you are listening from. Um, I you know, love to follow you guys and just remember, um, God has not called us to be just one thing on the earth. And I was so guilty of only thinking I was one thing and, and be mindful about stuff like um, the church gets, gets really deep sometimes that I don't think we've explained God's heart on this. Be mindful of things like horoscopes, um, personality tests, Enneagrams, all that stuff. Uh, I don't care if it's the Myers-Briggs or if you, if you study in the, that, you know, the, the next moon that can came out and put you in retrograde and all this stuff. What's the point I'm trying to make? The point I'm trying to make is this, all of those things are coming to conclusions about how you should act and about who you should be and about what your motivations are. And even beyond a personality test and a Zodiac sign there, is, you have not yet, it has not yet been revealed all of what you shall be. So you don't have to have an, you're so busy looking for an identity and a place to rest and what to call yourself, but there's still much more to you than just saying, I am a this and I am a that because you're vast even beyond what you think your sign is and all this other kind of stuff. There's more to you than that. God has created you to be wonderfully complex and there's no way that we can worship him in spirit and in truth if the only thing that we see about ourselves is a sign it's not truth (laughs) and it's definitely not spirit so i won't get extra deep and and talk about you know where i believe that that stuff comes comes from i do believe it's a form of witchcraft but the motivation of it is we still have a conclusion uh we still have a conglomerate excuse me wrong word of people who are still searching to to try to define who they are And if you would go to Christ and if you would commune with him, he'll show you who you are. And he will also show you what parts of you need to show up in this particular season of your life. All right, that's it. I'm done. I hope you have a great day. And this has been Alexis and Creative and you are doing life with Lex. Well, my friend, we have reached the end of this episode together and I have had fun with you. Um, Now, listen, I promised you at the beginning of this episode that I was going to talk to you about an upcoming opportunity on September 28th, 29th and 30th. I am hosting a three day learning and praying experience with my new launch called Teach Me How to Pray. And I want to pull together a powerful group of women of faith from all walks of life for us to get together and gather, learn about prayer, and then pray. Because there are some crazy things going on in this world right now. And I believe that God wants to use the voice of women to help push and propel this next phase of life that we are in forward. So all you have to do is go to thecherishedwoman.com where you can grab my latest ebook and you can sign up to be a part of that prayer initiative well friends this has been the end of our time together if you love this podcast episode give me a rating in the app store you can also send me a dm on instagram at alexis m creative or facebook same handle alexis m creative and you can also find any post related to this podcast at hashtag the healed life 
Well, this has been Alexis M. Lott, and you are doing Life with Lex. I cannot wait to see you soon.